Hello, my friends, Nick Labretti here for JR Cigars. And here at JR, we are passionate about everything. You want cigars? We're passionate about Romeo, Monte Cristo, Aging Room. You're passionate about cigar cutters, lighters? We have everything. We are passionate about life here at JR Cigars and only here at JR Cigars. Did, did we get it? I'm not sure. What do you mean you're not sure? I'm out here busting my hump. I got Mike guy in here. Get this freaking camera out of the way. At JR Cigars, we're passionate about everything. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. Boom, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, Friday night in the studio with Scotty. Scotty Brayband, Trinity Cigar Lounge. How you doing, Scotty? What's up, Dojo? Scotty, you're, How all, we doing? you're all alone back I there know, tonight. I am all alone sometimes. spotlight tonight. on you. I don't you. know what to do. I, I think you know what happened, Scott, is... I scared him away. Well, maybe. But also, yesterday, it was 90 degrees here in Denver. And today, it's snowing. Yes, we had a 60-degree weather change so in I, 24 hours. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe possibly, you know, that scared some of the studio audience. <laughs> right? I was like, I just don't want to. I don't want to. I just want to curl up in a blanket and sleep. That's uh, what I'm doing. But that's okay, because we'll be drinking bourbon tonight. Jordan, are you ready? Jordan, you are a bourbon yeah! fanatic. You're bourbon! This is a show made in heaven for you, Jordan. Yes, I love that sweet, juicy... I don't. I don't juice. think. I, I'm. In fact, I know for a fact. I know for a fact, there's no other cigar show, uh, at least live, that loves bourbon more than we do on Smoke Night Live. Me and me and Jordan have been bourbon evangelists. Would you say that's a fair statement, Jordan? Yes. Evangelists. Televangelists. For what? Ten years now. Ten. Ten years. I mean, our main thing is, is cigars, as you guys know, but we love bourbon. So tonight on the show, we're going to be talking with the bourbon junkies. We're going to bring them on soon. Dan and Sean's going to be a blast. We're going to find out what bourbon to avoid, what bourbon to buy. We're going to be talking about um, should you add water to bourbon. That's been a topic that we've discussed on the show, but I never, I, I never got nearly as in-depth with it as the bourbon junkies do. and they're Should gonna... you add Otter Pops to bourbon? <laughs> That's also Otter Pops, yes, for, for sure, if you want to make a white trash old-fashioned. Not only that, but we will pick our contest winners. Guys, hey, uh, the other day, uh, we, Flavor Odyssey got canceled. I can't, I can't say why Flavor Odyssey got canceled on Wednesday night. I, I mean, I could say, but I'm not going to say why. Um, because that wouldn't be fair to why it got canceled. But anyways, <laughs> I decided to have a contest. So we're giving away these kill, killer 10-pack here. You got a sarsaparilla in there. You got a numero uno. You got a champagne from Perdomo. You got a nice little Alec Bradley coil in there. You got a couple of, uh, you got a couple of Black Starline cigars in there, Room 101. So we're going to pick the winner. In fact, I might even have our guests help us pick the winner of that contest. And then not only that... I have some great audience questions for our guests. So we'll do that towards the end of the show. So let's bring on our guests right now. I know a lot of you guys uh, that watch Smoke Night Live are also fans of the Bourbon Junkies. 
and we've had them on the show before, and I've been trying to get them back on the show because I love these guys. I watch their podcast. It's absolutely phenomenal. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Smoke Night Live. Dan and Sean, the Bourbon Junkies. Boys, welcome to Smoke Night Live. Thank you. Appreciate you uh, having us on. Whoa. We're just on my deck tonight because it's a beautiful night. It's not snowing here in Michigan, um, so we thought we'd bring it outside tonight. There you go. So you guys can smoke a cigar with us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my, my my wife wouldn't like us doing it in the basement. So Right. Yeah. On the deck, it's, it's, yeah. it's fair game. Hey, guys, I got to show you this real quick. I was so excited. I was so excited tonight uh, to get some fun bourbon. Uh, Scott brought in some early time. So I'm going to have you guys help me decide which I should pour right now. Scott uh, brought some uh, early times in. Love this stuff. Um, I got some Four Roses, uh, the small batch select. It's right. super good. And then the lady at the, at, the, uh, at the liquor store, she was like, oh, I got some, uh, some Willet uh, in the back here. Very nice. So she, she grabbed me that. And I was so excited that I got the Willet. It was like 86 bucks. And oh, I, brought oh, it, I, I brought it into the studio. I was like, Jordan, look what I got. I got, I got this Willet. It, I, you're not going to believe what I got. It. And he was like, Oh, is that the four-year? That sucks, <laughs> man. <laughs> I just, it crushed my soul. Yeah, that's how that goes. Well, listen, he also just recommended that you might dip an Otter Pop in a little bit of water. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. And last time we were I on keep here, it lively, guys. <laughs> last time you got, we were on here, you guys 100%, like, we were like, you know, you guys are like, we're kind of into whiskey, like whiskey from time to time. Yep. And you're like, what do you think about these? And models? then you're like, here's my Pappy yeah. collection. He's like, oh, all right. Taylors that nobody's ever seen before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, well, well, 2012 was a great year. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we, 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 uh, I, I think, you know, I had some of this Willet before the show started. I, what do you guys think of this ride? Like, I thought it was super, super good. I know Jordan's a little more bougie than I, and I, I apparently this, <laughs> the seven is just way better, but. That's pretty good stuff, right? This is pretty smooth. Good, 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 right? Yeah. Uh, we usually always have a, a bottle. I know I have one down the, in the basement. The four year is good. The three year is a little um, young. Yeah. Tastes like it. Yeah. I like the four years, though. Four and up. Four and up is usually a pretty safe bet. Four and up is a safe, is a safe bet. All right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, here's the deal. Um, you know, every year uh, I, I, throughout the show, we've sort of – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I want to say this. Poo pooed, I guess, putting water into you know bourbon. But the other right. day, the other day, one of your uh, your YouTube shows, you were you were demonstrating proofing down, you know, really high high proofed bourbons, and it was a super interesting show, and it made me realize how little I know about like uh, proofing down the bourbon because uh, out of, out of the four or five you guys tried. You really, really loved uh, a couple of versions of that. Uh, let's start there. Let's talk a little bit about proofing down a, a really high-proofed bourbon, what you guys learned from that experiment. Were you, did you always think that that was a good idea, or did you typically you know, drink it like not proofed down? Uh, I'm just curious how and why that episode came to be. Um, I think it kind of spawned because everyone wants – high proof bourbon everyone wants their stuff to be 120 plus proof they want it at you know cast strength and just full flavor and i was talking to dan i was like i wonder if we could recreate like the low low proof version just do it in reverse and he was like i don't know we can find out so 
we said, all right, let's pick a couple staples across the industry and take them down to what their lower approved counterparts would be. And we were, we were kind of wrong because we were in the camp of, yeah, we want our stuff at cast strength and full flavor. And the, um, the Woodford Master's Key, or no, Master's Collection, yeah. the Batch Proof. That's like the, the 128. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We watered that down to 90, and it literally tasted like uh, an orphan barrel. Um, it just old. Oh, it's so Super good. Old. Like, mm-hmm. In a good way, though. Yeah. I, I don't – the problem is, like, hazmat's like the trend right now, I think, right, in whiskey. And if hazmat's the trend, then that's fine. I think everybody goes through this journey. I think you get into whiskey, you like really low-proof whiskey because everything tastes like fire, right? And then you start realizing, like, after you get used to the alcohol aspect of it, start realizing that there's more flavor in higher proof whiskeys because there's just less water in them, realistically. So then what happens is you go from that first extreme of, like, 80, 90 proofers to, like, how hot does this get, period. And then you look for, like, 130s and 140s, and then everybody sees, like, Obtanium is, like, a huge brand that has released a ton of hazmat stuff. And everybody sees these, like, 140 proofs, and it's like, I have to have it no matter what. Because you go, like, you're in that part of your journey, right? I think that after that part of your journey, I think the next part is, like, you find your happy place in the proof range, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, usually, like, the 100 to 115, 16 range is usually, like, our favorite place to be proof-wise. So if realistically, like, that Woodford isn't really that hot. Some state juniors are really hot. I mean, 128 is still pretty warm. But it doesn't drink super hot no. once you're acclimated. Yeah. But proofing it down we did we should try like other proofs realistically but yeah. proving it down like that might be incredible at 110 yeah might we just incredible. went to the extreme we went to 90.4 or whatever yeah. um I'm, I'm gonna guess if you went to like 100 110 in there like dan was saying it's probably just as amazing now I, you know that's interesting what you guys just uh described because i think that that exact journey is sort of what cigar smokers go through too like you get into cigars, you know, you're, you're starting to get into the premium stuff, and then all of a sudden you just want this, the Maduros and the strong stuff. And then eventually, you know, you circle back and you start to realize that there are some, some really great uh, cigars that are in the sort of medium, or maybe even mild categories that have mm-hmm. uh, really compact, complex flavors that you were, you were missing um, because you were just going for that strong stuff. And then, as uh, Jordan, as we found out, right, you kind of circle around several times, like through yeah. this same flavor Very cycle. Similar journey, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the ones that you guys did made the most sense, right? It was uh, Weller foolproof, and then you proofed it down to just the regular uh, Weller Special Reserve one. And I think I think that was the one that you liked the least out of yeah. the, mm-hmm. all of the ones that you tested. Why, why was that? What 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 was wrong with that one? What what went wrong there? <laughs> the it tasted is, awful. The problem is, <laughs> no, the problem is is most cheap wheat whiskey is just not good. Yeah. That's the problem. Dan only likes wheat whiskey when it costs more than $100 a bottle. That's that's the pretty much rule of thumb. It needs like a bunch of letters in front of it. Yeah. It needs like a W and an LW, yeah. right? It needs like it's got a, it's got it needs like a P A P P Y, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like Wheat whiskey for me, I don't know why. Like, you want to talk about bougie. I'd, I'm not a Weller, almost the whole Weller line, I'm just not a fan of. I like normal Weller yep. Oprah usually, but like, William Leroy Weller is like my favorite B Tech outside of Euro 17 usually. So, I I don't know. I don't know if that just, some whiskeys do hold up to water better. They just do. I don't know if it's a mash bill thing. I don't know if it's like designed that way. Jackie from Old Forester said that one of the reasons 1920 is 115 proof. Because it holds up to water incredibly well. Yep. So, some distillers do that. Aaron from Smoke Wagon mm-hmm. says the same. That he made small batch, 
to have an ice cube in to it. To be yep. drank with ice in it. Yep. Like, some distillers, some people that craft this, which you can put this together. It's um, like they're really smart and they know what they're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> weird. Like, weird. Yeah. yeah. Now, now you guys had some really fancy scientific equipment. Looked like a couple yeah, of turkey, you like like a turkey baster of some sort, like a turkey yeah, that's, baster. That's a really good. What, what do you call them? Measurometers. Yeah. 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 And and so that was that was really cool. But for the rest of us that don't have that, and we want to maybe dabble a little into you know putting water into our bourbon, you know, what's sort of the um, the proper way to do this? How much you know water per you know ounce of bourbon or whatever? Where where do we start? Where do we where do we do it if we don't have the you know fancy turkey baster? Yeah. Um, well, I, I would say um, water is more added in like scotch and stuff like that and a lot of people use like eyedroppers basically so you can slowly add in a little bit i as to how much i don't know i usually find out when i go too far and then it was like oh this is tasting really good really good really good add a little bit more i'm like that is awful and unfortunately you can't take water out so then i just add more whiskey yeah, yeah. and then it just is a weird frankenstein <clears throat> i have no i have no idea how much is in there eventually sean's glass <laughs> yeah. just nah, well we we tried <laughs> okay. also the other thing you could do is um because somebody posted one after we did that video there's an online calculator that will show you how much water to add to get mm. to a designated proof if you know the starting proof yep and then what you could do is if you really really cared a lot you could just do the conversion on Google, like milliliters, to a different thing that you have in your kitchen. You know what I mean? Uh, I was. They sell like really, really cheap um, graduated cylinders on Amazon, like just plastic 10 mil ones that you could use and get away with it. Is close. The pipettes are overkill. Um, but those were still those pipettes I mean, were like 40 bucks. Yeah, those are really, really cheap pipettes. Yeah. You can buy the cheaper one. Oh yeah, sure. We we balled up and got the ones that were forty dollars. <laughs> of course. How much you care, honestly. Yeah. Otherwise, if you just take water in your glass of whiskey and you just put a little, and then you see how it tastes and smells, and then if you don't like it, either put more whiskey in it, like Sean said, to dilute the water, or put more water <laughs> to, dilute in it to dilute the, the water. Whiskey. Yeah. Okay. Water dilution. <laughs> you are the chemist. Yeah. yeah I'm the scientist. <laughs> diluting the water with. Uh... More whiskey. Oh yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that makes you're a ton of sense. You're drinking alcohol. It's yeah. I don't know. What <laughs> I don't know about that like one, buddy. Solved all the world's problems. <laughs> but now, typically, just for you guys personally, um, is this something that you're gonna carry forward? Because I, I think in the video you both said like this isn't something that we normally do, or we would have maybe even said, hey, you gotta you know drink this neat. But you know, now that you've done that and you've found out that it works pretty good, is this something you guys plan to like occasionally partake in? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! It's not work. that much work. Way too much. Listen, oh, you don't know math. That's the issue. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm not trying to figure it out. I'm 32. Yeah. Uh, well, I had to. We have a proofer, so I had to show Dan that I actually could do the math at the end. Yeah, you yeah. nailed it too. I yeah. think our proofer's wrong. Yeah. Sure broke. Four, it was three for three. We're so sending yeah. that thing back to Europe. <laughs> I think it's miscalibrated. Yeah, it, it is very simple. Uh, it, is, it is more work than it is to just drink the whiskey in the bottle. That's true. You know what I mean? And a lot of times when you want whiskey, you just want to – If most of the time, if I do want lower proof, I'll just grab get a, a lower proof, bottle. yeah. I, the one exception to this whole rule of mine is that Woodford. That Woodford bad proof with water in it tastes like lost – almost like lost profit from Orphan Barrel, which yeah. is like $800 on secondary. Now. Yeah. It's like a unicorn, like unobtainium nonsense. Like, I think you just need to have older stock in whatever whiskey you're doing to make it taste like that stuff. Um, and I – I don't know how old the the Weller foolproof is, so maybe that's a a thing that it just didn't help it along. Oh. It being a little younger, mm. so bringing it down to ninety proof being, I don't know, maybe it's six seven years, eight. I don't know. Um, 
but I would be willing to bet that that uh, Woodford has older stock in it that helped it along a lot. All right. Uh, okay, guys. Hey, we've been doing the Cigar Dojo for 10 years. This is our 10th year anniversary, and every year... Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, every year we put a ton of effort into our year-end list, and um, it's it's a two-month process. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's expensive. Um you guys put out your your ten year your bourbon list, and it seemed it seemed or your your year end li- for twenty twenty one your best bourbons of twenty twenty one. It sort of seemed like you guys did it on the fly. Um, okay, this, uh, <laughs> that's uh, kind of exactly what happened. But four years to curate. Okay, I don't know how you think. You really like that word nowadays. Um, no, we we try to like I say every year. I was like, we need to be better about uh, like earmarking the bourbons that when we drink them that we want to put them into the end of the year blinds. And that's good because I say that and we never do it. Um, so normally we're sitting around at the end of the year and we're just looking through all the different bottles like, oh, yeah, that was great or that was great. And then we start looking at our own videos and be like, oh, I remember reviewing that and really liking it. Um, and then, yeah, that usually I'll go through a, a release calendar. Yeah. And try to pull every release that we have and put it on the table. And then Sean will come over and we'll be like, we definitely did not like that one. Yeah. And if some of them that we were even kind of like man, we'll leave in to see how they do blind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like some some whiskey just is like full of shit at first. That peerless double oak we did blind, um, yeah, and that was like one of our favorites that we had blind. Um, it beat the uh, wild turkey this year. The, well, the last year the one. wild turkey won, yeah. um, and that was really surprising. Yeah. Um, blind is the way to go. Here's the problem with alcohol. It's the same with cigars. Different outcome, but. Well, same outcome, different problem. Terrible morning? Well, the problem is, is like when Sean, so I think this year we had 18 that we ended up blinding together. Yep. The problem is like we can't, and a lot of them are barrel proof, realistically. Mm -hmm. So the problem comes like, okay, we have to be like some of these, like the initial blinds to get down to the top 10 have to be like quick and dirty. Yeah. Like one sip, that was okay. This is what's wrong with it. This sip, that's okay. That one's definitely out. Like, some of the stuff has to be like, let's go. Now, should it take two months? I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're doing it. Do we it. do it in like a day? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, we try to do it in, we try to do like the ranking in a day and then we'll mm-hmm. shoot a different day because shooting after the ranking would be a, be a little shmammy. Yeah. Well, one thing, one thing that I loved about your guys' list um, is that all of the candidates, uh, have to have been released in that calendar year. Now, when mm-hmm. I when I say that, you're going to say in your mind, and people that are listening to the show mentally, they're going to say, "Well, duh." But you'd be surprised, guys. Uh, in the cigar world, the dojo is one of the few uh, media outlets that makes that one of like our hardcore rules. Like the cigar really? has to have been released that year, and like if cigar aficionado, cigar snob, like. Most of these other, you know, bigger outlets that are like the the print guys and even some of the online guys, uh, they don't have that rule. But you guys have that rule, and and I really appreciate that because otherwise, it's as Jordan. It's just essentially, you know, hey, what uh, what cigar did I smoke this year that I happen to have liked? Like, there's yeah, no yeah. there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah, how many times can we put, you know, Eagle Rare Seventeen or WLW as number one? It's like, all right. Uh, we know it's good. We, well, we always know it's good. I mean, we don't we, get those. But we, the big caveat for us is we have to also have gotten a bottle. Yeah. So if, if we borrow a bottle for review or something like that, that doesn't count. Um, 
So it's the best that we've gotten in the year. Not um, a sample. Yep, not it's got to be a full sample. bottle that we own, or else, it, yeah, it would just be VTAC every year. All right, cool. And That's great. On, on top of that, like if we're Boy. being like fully transparent. Let's do it. it. Makes, we can make way more content. <laughs> if we only do new bottles, and yeah. then we can just do, hey, these are our favorite ones. It yeah. doesn't matter when they came out. Like, Plus, it's good for the consumer because then people are like, oh, okay, well, I mean, you're getting a, a fresh new list, you know, technically every year. Yeah. More bottles to look for. Because th- realistically, this, this is why we do two lists. We do um, mm-hmm. available whiskey list, and then we do, like, it does not matter if, if you could find one or not. Okay. It matters that we got only what was in that glass bottle and how much we liked it. And that's like a lot of times the problem is like you get, we get a lot of complaints, right? It'd be like you guys only reviewing like these hyper limited one off batch cigars that like you guys got. And then like 400 other people got and nobody else touched. Right. Right. And then everybody'd be like, well, I didn't see them. Like that's kind of our overall best whiskey of the year list. Sometimes people are like, well, I didn't see six of those. And it's like, I get that. But that's actually why we do the other list, right? That's why we do the available whiskey list, so that you can go watch that list and hopefully find like six to something ten at yeah your you local I mean? store. So, now, uh, before we go, th- I'm going to go through your top ten, um, and then I'll let you guys comment on any of these if you want to. But before I do, um, what sort of qualities are you look? Are you looking at objective qualities, and if so, what are those objective qualities, or is this just purely? Uh, subjective to you, to your taste at that moment. Uh, so, what are you looking for when you when you do that blind? Um, I, well, I mean, it, it's always it's a little bit of both, yeah. realistically, because I mean, obviously, it's going to be subjective to what we're tasting mm-hmm. that day and its preference to us. Um, but usually, even like, so I'll normally pour a flight for Dan, and Dan will pour a flight for me. So they're the same whiskeys, could be different orders. But it was like I don't try to think about what each whiskey is i just literally go through and i say which one is better which which glass um and you know like which one tastes better which one has a better uh experience as a whole like you know it's cohesive from front to back there's a good finish i like the flavors there um but it's it's hard to not be a little subjective with it of course personal personal yeah so it doesn't like our list doesn't match up with like fred minnick's list fred minnick what Oh, yeah, it is raining. Um, our, our list doesn't match up with Fred Minnick's list because Fred has a different palate. Than yeah. Me. He likes different whiskey, right? Yep. Um, our list doesn't match up with It's Bourbon Night, and it just doesn't match Radius up with... Radius whiskey, like anyone that puts out a top 10 list. Yeah, just because not everybody likes it. Like, we don't generally um, lean towards or lean into nutty whiskey very mm-hmm. much, um, but we lean into, like, sweeter, uh, you know, I don't know, like caramel, like normal sweet flavors. And I like brown foreman. Stuff, you know what? I mean? what? Yeah. <laughs> So I think, honestly, it comes down to more so what was good that day, how balanced it was for me. That's a big thing. Um, The mouth, I don't like dry whiskeys, like, almost at all. If if something tastes really good and it's super dry, that's just not – I just don't – literally that dry aspect of it can ruin the whole whiskey from being, like, in the top ten for me personally just because, like, I hate that experience so much. So I'm I'm very interested in how you guys do your list first – and then uh, a, a quick question for you guys. Like, do you see kind of like what we're describing um, in whiskey? You know, there's are a lot of reviewers out there and we lean towards a certain camp. And then we talk about like Fred Minnick being in a different one. Like, do you see that with cigars that certain reviewers like um, certain brands or styles more 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what we do, so we have a team of reviewers at Review Cigars. And uh, towards, uh, I think somewhere we really start getting heated around November-ish. Um, and we have a few that we've smoked throughout the year that we said, oh, that's one that we're certainly going to consider towards the end of the year. Uh, we put, Jordan puts out a, a really large spreadsheet to the reviewer guys. They rank these cigars in the order that they like them. Uh, we have some rules, too. Like uh, Our rules are uh, they have to be put out that year. Uh, they have to be regular production. Uh, we do have a separate list for limiteds, kind of like you guys do, a separate release of uh, those limited ones that are hard to get and you might not be able to find them. But our main list is you should be able to walk into any brick-and-mortar cigar shop and be able to buy this because way back in the day when we first started the dojo, I loved these lists. I used them all the time. But, you know, like three of them were Cubans and a couple of them were like uh, – you know, you could, there's no way in the world you'd ever be able to buy them. And so I was like, you know, this list doesn't really help me that much. So what we decided to do is every year our list is, hey, you can take our list. You can go into pretty much any brick and mortar and you can get these cigars. So by the end of, of all this shifting and arm wrestling in the studio as to what's number one, what's number two, what's number three, hopefully at the end, um, the end user can take our list and use it as, you know, hey, I'm going to go try these. I've I've I've. This is what these guys really like. It might not be the what I like, but this is what these guys like. I know that's kind of sure. what you guys said as well. Like these are the these are the bourbons that we like. That doesn't mean right. you're going to like them. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna run through your guys's uh, top ten from ten to one, and okay. um, sort of like a Rorschach test. You guys can just uh, maybe throw out a, a sentence or two on each one of these because there's a few of these that I know are e super easy to get. Um, a few of these that are not super easy to get, but sure. at the same time, there's a, a, at least seven of these that I'm really interested in that I've, I've never tried before, and I'm sure the folks that are watching maybe haven't either. So let's start with number 10, the Russell's 13. Quick thoughts. Oh. That was a super hit or miss for a lot of people. I, don't I think, think there was some, some, some bad. Well, you blinded it on there, buddy. Okay. Well, we argued about this one. Okay. Not because of how good the whiskey was. Why? The quality issues with it. Uh, there were were some batches that were significantly worse than others. Yeah. We had, we've had three different samples. Ours was really good. Um, the two that we had were, one was actually really bad. Like I I would be upset uh, like having bought it. Like completely different whiskey. And the other one was eh okay. Yeah. But Ours our was bottle incredible. was amazing. Ours was really. Good. But we didn't know that really. So um, that consistency and, and issue how, in that in this one right it was uh, yeah. maybe it would have ranked higher had it been more consistent. If Dan all the bottles were like us, yeah. ours, though, oh, it's yeah. like a top fiver, maybe yep. top three. You know what I mean? Now, um, uh, number nine is that new riff, which I've seen on the shelf. I've never bought it. Um, really good. It has sort of an interesting, like, uh, frosted-looking bottle of... Yep. Uh, what's the deal with that? Tell me a little bit about that. That we had... It's uh, we the 100% malted barley, um, for the people malted wondering. Rye. Yeah, malted rye. That's what I meant. Um, mm. We went to New Riff to do a pick, mm. and they were like, this isn't out yet, yeah. but if you guys want to try it. They were still aging it up at that point in time. So yeah. they, they said, you know, we're, we keep tasting it um, every couple months, and we're trying to get it to a, a certain point that we feel is ready to release. And I think it was still like six months from then until they bottled it. Yeah. I mean, we got our pick way before they released it. Yeah, yeah. So it was like in that five-year range, and so they got – up into the six, and then they finally released it. That stuff is wild. Yeah, mm. it's incredible. Now, who do, who makes but, that? Where's that out of? That's New Riff. Oh, all right. Um, Stag Junior. 
Uh, that's well, one that we've had a million times. And, yep. and it's funny because, Jordan, mm. five years ago, Stag Jr., right? Like, you just get it off pretty Ever. shelf. It was like yeah. a quarterly kind of a thing. Right. You don't see it like that anymore. Is it still quarterly like that? Or is it like two times a year or what? It was twice a year. It's, well, three last year. Though. Yeah, that was a weird, weird year. I don't know if this year will be three, too. I thought it was supposed to be two, and then they put out three, and I was like, I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's supposed to be a bi-yearly thing. It's supposed to be like a spring and a is it technically it's winter? Be spring, fall. Usually. Yeah, but yeah, we always see it in like January. So if, if we ever see it, yeah. I think the problem with stag now is it becomes, and I think you'll see it on less lists moving forward because the harder whiskey comes becomes to get, the less lists it's on, right? Yeah. So like, B, that's why BTACs aren't on every list every year because people can't touch them anymore at all. Like even raffles. If you before, that's about it. Yeah. So. Now or that's that's one that you guys proofed down uh, with Buff Trace. Mm-hmm. In your experiment, how did you find it to be proofed down? I wouldn't recommend it, Would actually. Yeah, it was harsh. like, so the, the yeah, okay. So me and Dan, I have this problem a lot. We we say like woody, and it's so hard to describe sometimes because the um, the Woodford was woody, but in a good way. So it was like a well-aged oaky okay. bourbon, yeah. whereas the stag was like you're chewing on a two-by-four woody. Mm. It was not good. Like dry wood. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was like, man, I, I would rather just 100% drink the Buffalo Trace than Proof Down Stag. Yeah. Interesting. All right, next, uh, number seven, one of my favorites, uh, Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. Uh, but it ranges every year. You don't really know what yeah. you're for sure going to get. Like some years is really good and some years not quite as good. But this 2021 you thought was a, a good year. That actually blinded a lot better than I thought it was going to. I'm biased. I like all the birds. Yeah, that's Dan's, like, favorite every year. Um, he'll he'll do nefarious things to get a bottle yep. every year. And um, I was like, dude, this is going to get blown out of the water. And then we had it blind, and then it, like, won its blind hands down. I was like, all right, I guess it can be yeah. on the list. It did really good blind, um, which is weird because usually, like, the lower proofs, like, around that 100 range, don't do anywhere near as well blind. Yeah. But that was a good one. Uh, Remus Five. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had it. Uh, that is MGP's bourbon released under their own name. Um, they that's the best whiskey under hundred bucks this year. Yeah, that that was phenomenal. And yeah. what is it, eighty? Yeah, it was supposed 80, to retail at eighty five. Yeah. yeah. Um, just fantastic stuff and probably one of the most widely available on that whole list. Yeah, I was trying to think of what else is on there. I was like, uh, that might be the it's most one available of them, one. For Man, sure. the it's, bugs. It's, Really came in when that rain hit, huh? You got a big luck, buddy. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm just, if you guys just see us swatting, uh, so all the like, bugs just came in. outside. I'm like, let's do it. Come to find out, bugs. Yeah, mistakes <laughs> were made. Um, number five, I think that's this, right? The uh, Four Roses LE, right? Is that this? No, no. that's no. the small batch. Like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, so, which, hey, did you open anything yet? I, I've had the some I've, of the Willets. I've been waiting for you to open something so I can drink something. Oh, well, here, have, okay. s- have some of this. <laughs> I, I was going to say Jordan, that. Jordan, have some of this, this Four Roses. So the, uh, so the LE, the LE 2021 Four Roses, what can you tell me about that? That's a monster whiskey. Yeah. Those are always really good. We aren't the biggest Four Roses fit in the world. but Very hit or miss. But all of the LEs are all hits. Yeah. For some reason. I don't know why. I don't know what's different. I think what well, we had, uh, like, 19, 20, and 21 all yeah, in a row. But, like, the Al Young is incredible. Oh, like, yeah. The Everything that they put out that is, like, hyper-limited like that. The dog, yeah, like you can all hear of them. All of them. All right. Um, now, this one, I've, 
I've never had, uh, and I've almost said that now on every bourbon joint. I'm starting to feel, <laughs> I'm starting to feel uh, insignificant on the show. But uh, blue, we like old Forester uh, blue, a lot. <laughs> blue <laughs> run, <laughs> blue run fourteen. What is blue run fourteen? I've I don't know what that one is at all. This is the most controversial whiskey on the yep. whole list. That is, if anything, we yeah, that, that was all just hate we got on that one Listen, putting it on the list. I am the biggest Blue Run fanboy of all time. Yeah, really? He owns like almost all of them. I own every Blue Run that I can get my hands on. I try to buy two so I can put one in my bunker and open one and drink one. I think Blue Run in the next, I think everybody will see in the next like four to six years, Blue Run will be one of the biggest, most thought after whiskeys out there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Who now, makes it? I believe could be wrong. I don't actually know. I believe that that is 14-year-old Barton whiskey. Yeah. And I think it's freaking incredible. I think all of those old age statement whiskeys that we were seeing, like, within the past couple of years, I think they're all going away. And we're all going to live in, like, a five- to seven-year range for a little while. Um, but that being said, honestly, the, the that 14 years is freaking incredible. The 13 and a half years were the single barrels, and those are apparently better, but I don't have those. Allergies. Well, um the, we talked about this one a little bit. Number three was the Woodford Batch Proof 128.3. Um, I've seen that around. I, I've. Did we get that one, Scotty? Was that. Um, seems like that was uh, a different Woodford, but. No, that was a different one. That wasn't. Uh, yeah. We haven't picked that one up yet. I've seen it. I haven't picked it up. Now, yet. there's a couple versions of this Batch Ooh. Proof, right, guys? Mm. Yeah. Woodford. So that's a, a there yearly were, release for them. There were two because Costco. Um, snuck a deal in there with Woodford or Brown Foreman apparently, and they had their own release at like 119 point something proof, yeah. um, which is really good too. But that 128 proofer, uh, with and without water, come to find out, was actually just fantastic. Incredible, yeah. Wow. Now this is the one I wanted to get tonight. I really wanted to get this one tonight because it just sounds so badass, Jordan. It's the Jack Daniels Coy Hill. It's a 143.7. Talk about that beast. Okay. A little warm. I was so <laughs> unexcited yeah. for that whiskey because I'm so over the hazmat train. I was going to say, we already talked about the, the hazmat craze that's going on and everyone pumping stuff in. out at I'm a out. billion proof. I'm on the outside looking into that party, and that Coy Hill may <laughs> have the best nose of any whiskey release in the past, like, five years. I don't wow. know. It's incre- like, it is birthday bourbon nose um, with I'm how, fair. like, sweet it is yeah. and, like, full – and then you drink it, and you're expecting fire. It's a little warm, but it's so oily that it, it drinks more like a 120 proofer, yeah. um, which is still hot, but it's so much more manageable than it, the label makes it seem. I thought that would lose in blinds yeah. because it's so hot. And yep. it, it did incredibly it went even close. I, I like what you just said, Sean, about oily. Mm-hmm. I love that in in a bourbon, that oily, syrupy. Yeah, a little texture. Yeah, that yes. texture. That's to me. That's what gets me. That, that yeah. when I have a bourbon that that sort of sticks to my tongue and I can really taste it. I'm gonna let you guys uh, go ahead and tell the the number one is one that God, I really, really want to try. I'm looking at it right now, and I've never seen this. Um, but tell folks what your number one uh, pick was. I don't know. I, I thought it was Koi. <laughs> no, no, it was the uh, Old Forester 117 Angel Series. Oh, shit! Oh. Yeah, I forgot that one. Jeez, guys, <laughs> we almost didn't put that in the. We almost didn't put that in the blind. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I had it on this list here because you didn't. Seriously. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we would have just been bump our heads together. Like, wait, what was? Well, I'm trying to think. Like, what brown foreman did we? I know we put get? the top three. Were oh, there goes my we're mic. Brown we're all brown foreman. Yeah. 
I shouldn't have touched it. Honestly, the the 117 series is really cool. It's kind of like Old Forcers, kind of like an experimental series for them. It 100 percent is. They do, but they not so far. They haven't done like wild finishes. Well, yeah, there's stuff. not like crazy finishes or anything. So they had um, that one, which is a high angel share. Yep. Uh, which was the first one that they did. The one that they just dropped was oh uh, gosh, the, the 1910, like extra age to 1910 or something they called yeah. it. Phenomenal. But it's kind of letting their um, distillers just do whatever they want and kind of let them shine a bit more. And those those two specifically are incredible. Um, they, they bottle them out in 375, so there's more bottles of them, but they're still only... Um, like a distillery only they're super yeah. hyper limited and I think the last one it was limit two per person yeah and I don't know that the problem is that that's such a debated thing like should it be on a list like that if it's distillery only right but this was our whatever list and yeah we didn't put it on the available list obviously yeah. but man that whiskey was so damn good to not put it on any list felt like we were doing it a disservice I remember the the blind that was in and me and Dan went through and we both slid one glass forward, and I said, that is the best thing that we've tasted tonight. Today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and um, I gave him his answers, and he gave me mine, and we both put the 117 mm. up there, and I was like, oh, this has been close. Mm-hmm. I'm such I a big Old it. Forester fan. Uh, it mm-hmm. just seems to me like uh, i got to try to somehow get my hands on a bottle of that, man. <laughs> so. Realistically, it's one of the best things that comes out of that distillery. So Old Forester was doing tours recently mm. where if you went and signed up for this tour then at the end you were allowed to buy two old forcer 117s oh i mean and that was like and it was not during one of the launches or releases yeah so it was like a, like this cool surprise neat little secret thing where like if you went and you did the tour then you got the opportunity which is so cool because realistically those 375s are only 50 bucks each so yeah in the grand scheme of things it that's a hundred dollar yeah, that's ins- but that's what you actually pay for it because mm-hmm. you're at the distillery right it's wild that those are $50 each, honestly. But. So uh, a couple of the commenters want to just know what you guys are smoking, what you guys are drinking. Oh, that's fair. Um, well, I just walked down because I thought Dan was going to bring me a cigar, but didn't. didn't. Ask, I said, what do you want me to bring? He didn't ask for cigars. So I just went in and opened up my uh, humidor and grabbed one at random, and I got a an Alec Bradley Prinsado. Nice. Which is a standby. Um, I Those are great. Um on fire cigars for me. Everything. I yeah. I, and then uh, I'm pairing it with a old Knob Creek store pick. This is a 15 year oh, yeah. um, store pick from uh, a store around us locally. You hear me that torch over there? Yeah. I oh, am smoking an Alec Bradley trilogy and it's a Corojo. Um, the Corojo is my favorite one. It's funny because you guys talked about the cigar journey. I didn't even mean to grab a, an AB cigar. I just grabbed one at random. I um, was like on that Maduro train. For a hot minute mm. only like right knock it off with your connecticut's and light wrappers like that's <laughs> literally that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard and then what happens is like you're like hey until one bucks yeah yeah come <laughs> find out some of those are actually really freaking good was it the the trilogy maduro that did it for you the trilogy to maduro kicked my ass yeah um i think me and dan both had smoked one of those separately and um, I had it, and it was like, dude, I couldn't finish the whole damn cigar. Like, honestly, it it was like, I am so effed up on nicotine right now. I need to chill. And uh, we both messaged Alec, and he was like, you guys are babies. He goes, those don't even look bad. <laughs> All right, cool, man. We're going to have to uh, send you guys some Urodashi. That's our uh, every leap year. Uh, we make a, so a cigar with Alec and Bradley. And uh, okay. 
It's a uh, it's a cigar that you smoke on uh, on leap year. So what? That's just like a couple years away, Jordan, right? Uh, uh, it's getting closer. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're working on our next our so, next urodashi. So the yeah. The, the topo was yours, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, those that, are fantastic. I just had one the other day. Yeah, that's the guard. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go grab a box fan really quick. I think. Because the bugs right. are really coming that's in. That's okay, because so I'm about ready to do the commercial. Oh. So okay. when we get Perfect back, timing. when we get back, we're going to be talking to the bourbon junkies about some bourbons you should avoid, Jordan. Mm. Some ones that you should avoid. But until then, folks, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory. Ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, plus a large selection of cigar accessories. Enjoy the best prices on your favorite brands, such as Romeo and Julieta. Jordan, you like that? I like the way you did that. Did you like the way I did that? Monte Cristo, Crown yeah. Heads, Davidoff, and many more. Make sure to try one of their exclusive lines, such as the Drew Estate Nightshade or the limited edition Alec and Bradley Wagyu. Celebrate over 50 years of excellence and stock up on your favorite cigars today at JR Cigars. This is episode 334, Smoke Night Live. We're hanging out with the bourbon junkies, Dan and Sean, talking cigars and bourbon as we do on Friday nights, generally speaking. But generally, we don't have bourbon experts, but tonight we do. But Jordan, let's go to the leaderboard. The leaderboard, these are the top cigars this week on Dojoverse. Now remember... These are the cigars that people are smoking. This isn't just our ratings. It uh, is R-rated, though. Well, it's, it is R-rated. Maybe uh, <laughs> NC-17. I'm not sure. <laughs> but these are the cigars that people are actually smoking this week on Dojoverse.com and checking into. So let's go to it, Jordan. What's our top ten? Uh, let's go do the brands of the week. Brands. Drew Estates. Always. Uh, seems to have a pretty secure lock. Yeah. On the top spot, Espinosa coming in at, at number two. Any Ooh, of those? Wow. General going number three. Yeah, General um, popped up to number three this week. Wonder which what, is... what did that for him? We'll probably find out in the next slide. Yeah, and and look at that Camacho also really high. Um, I think that uh, Camacho. It's been a big week for Camacho yeah. on Dojoverse. Um, uh, you got Altus at number nine. Uh, Steve's been strong ever since he was on our show. Uh, coming in at number seven. All right, let's look at the top ten cigars of the week. Uh, Jordan, here's where I think we're going to find out. Ah, okay, our Hoya de Ninjaragua. That thing has been Cigar of the Week for since it came out. Since it came I out. Think. It's held that number one spot. Uh, obviously, Espinosa coming in strong with Murcielago there. They've been uh, doing a promotion on uh, Murcielago Mondays. So they've... Uh, Look at that knuckle sandwich, knuckle Jordan. Sandwich. After the I'd, uh, go, I'd go the Habano, personally. The Guy Fieri uh, cigar there. I like there. the way he said his name. But look at that. Boom. Four. One. Count them, Jordan. One, two, three, you four Camachos Jeez. in the top ten. It has been, for some reason, a Camacho week on Dojoverse.com. So those are the top ten cigars of the week on Dojoverse. All right. Uh, let's what, bring... What? Yeah. I still don't see what cigar put general... I guess just a lot of lower, I probably lower that, ranking ones. They, you know what? A add lot up, of a lot of those together. a lot of those Warhawks get smoked. Yeah, that is a cigar that's super popular for, for uh, on the on the. No, Dojovers. Warhawk is uh, Altidus. Oh, is oh you're right. Yeah, sorry. That's but, why they're on there. Yeah, that's why they're on there. Uh, Dan, Sean, uh, Bourbon Junkies. Uh, we were just talking about Knuckle Sandwich, which is a Guy Fieri uh, cigar. And uh, recently, you guys were talking about the Brad Paisley Highway Reserve Bourbon. Yes. Um, 
in the cigar world, um, there's a lot of celebrity cigars, mainly a- mainly okay. athletes. Okay. Okay. But what about in the bourbon world? Uh, Brad Paisley coming out is is it sort of thought of in the same way? Like, ah, it's another uh, celebrity. Uh, yep. Yep. One hundred percent. Um, a lot. That's a big bug on that's you there, buddy. Jeez. <laughs> a big bug. Guys, can you hear the fan real quick? Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> a little oh. bit. Okay, we're going to have to turn it off. Shoot. Guys, we're seriously the most uh, professional channel they could have ever had. Well, I didn't think the, the rain was going to move the bugs in that bad. And come to find out, uh, all it did was put a million bugs over here. Well, no. we're going to suffer through it. Yep. And we're going to have you guys on our channel to apologize for all of the nonsense. Uh, smoke harder and drive them all out. There's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Smoke harder. Um, celebrity whiskey is not all, but a lot of celebrity whiskey is nonsense. Yeah. So there are a couple that are done well. I shouldn't say nonsense. A lot of them are cash grabs. Yeah. Ron, Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman. Yeah. Made one of the greatest freaking celebrity whiskeys of all time. Torch. Period. Um, the Highway Bourbon's actually pretty good. It is. We, we had it. It's got um, like 13, 14 year uh, Barton stock in it, so it, it's pretty good. Most um, of it actually is, is pretty well aged. The and the Slipknot bourbon, that's one of the better ones, too, come to find out. Yeah, weirdly. Um, yep. Uh, stay away from Peyton Manning's. Oh, so wow. Peyton. They, they released a new Sweetens Cove called oh, Kentuckian? Tennessee. Tennessee, that's what it was. And that one's only like 50 bucks. Well, the, the first one was like 300 200, 200 yeah. whatever. Um, it was way too much. But yeah, Celebrity Whiskey ends up turning into, like, give me your money. I'm famous. You're you're gonna buy it because my name is on it, and you may like me or whatever. Which right. is unfortunate because then when, like, when a celebrity's actually into it, mm-hmm. so Matthew McConaughey worked with Wild Turkey on Long Branch, obviously, which is fantastic, by the way. It's actually pretty damn good. Well, he actually is an employee. Yeah, he's, he's employed, employed by Wild Turkey now. Hmm. Matthew McConaughey is. So it is one of these things that some of them actually do care how it turns out. It's not like a one-time release. They won't want it to be a shelf product that people can go grab, right? Um, <laughs> that's a funny comment. There's like four <laughs> bugs in my whiskey, and we're just going to go for it. There you go. I forgot to answer it earlier, but I'm drinking a Bardstown Bourbon Fusion uh, 7 right now. With right. cigars, we're actually fantastic. Yeah. Sorry. Now, hey, guys. Um, so Guy Fieri um, is, a, is sort of changing a little bit the way celebrities interact with the cigar industry. In that he, him and Eric Espinosa got together to do the cigar, and Eric said, "Look, it's not going to work." And Guy Fieri said, "You know, why is it not going to work?" And Eric said, "Because the celebrity never really gets involved. They never really fully promote the product. They're never really actually a part of it. It's just their name." And that's been pretty true up until this Guy Fieri knuckle sandwich which he is really supporting. He had a, a release in Puerto Rico with the cigar. He was involved in the blending. He's been showing up oh. at events. Like, he's actually been engaged sure. with, with the industry. It, uh, you, you mentioned Matthew McConaughey as maybe being a similar figure in that. Um, do, do, does the, the bourbon guys, I don't know, like in, in the cigar world, the, the, the cigar nerds, they kind of get this already. They understand what's happening, and they sometimes avoid these things do the do the bourbon guys are they sort of aware of this as well and like oh god here comes another you know another celebrity bourbon huge negative connotation i and i'm really interested is that cigar good though it's very good yeah okay in fact we just uh, that's the true test it doesn't really matter i don't care whose name is on it i care about whether it tastes good 
So celebrity bourbons are, I mean, a lot of times, like Dan said, cash grabs. So it was like, well, I mean, if it is a little bit more expensive and it's good, I don't care. So, yeah. So it's interesting because I think what ends up happening is that Guy Fieri is like seemingly the perfect personality to jump into an industry like that because (laughs) he's like all over the place. He seems to be like when he's in, he's super in, right? That just... From a TV show perspective, personality perspective, that look, he, like, seems to fit the bill. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem like a guy who, like, jumps in and isn't, like, I'm doing I'm going to be a part of it, yeah. Of it. Like, I'm just going to be in the whole thing. Um, Peyton Manning is, like, signing bottles at liquor stores and stuff. Yeah, to try to sell them. <clears throat> well, I I think, I mean, it's just, that's it is good promo. It's good marketing. Um, but I do think, unfortunately, what happens, and, and it's the exact same thing with any consumable product. Most of, unless it's a hyper limited, non-available product, you want somebody to repurchase your product, right? Without a doubt. Yeah, you don't want one and done. If you put something on a shelf and you attach a humongous name to it, if you put a whiskey on a shelf and you attach Dwayne Johnson to it and and Dwayne Johnson doesn't care about the whiskey and wasn't involved whatsoever, he's really good at promoting, but let's pretend hypothetically he didn't promote it. People go and buy it one time because Dwayne Johnson's involved or his name's involved. And then nobody rebuys, but the problem is... And then it sits on your shelf, and you just have it until the end of time. Yeah, well, if nobody rebuys, then what was the purpose of the product, right? Right. The involvement, in theory, would help so much with the rebuying process, Mm -hmm. so... Now, I wonder, guys, um, Jordan, and you could comment on this as well, maybe Scotty, too. Um, I wonder if this, what I'm about to say, has some sort of impact on this issue, in that with a cigar, like, Guy Fieri can be involved... It, at the genesis of this project, like you can blend a cigar um, mm. this summer and next spring you could do a full release. Like you can be right. involved yeah, in yeah. the entire process. But with right. with bourbon and whiskey and those types of things, you, you're you inherently you're, are slapping your name on something. Right. Inherently, yeah. you're having to <laughs> slap your name on something because there's no way these guys were involved six years ago or four years ago or whatever. Do you yeah. think that that uh, plays a factor into some of this? No, I, I never thought okay. of that, actually, though. I, I think that's okay because basically kind of what you're referencing is like a non-distilling producer, right? You're you're referencing somebody who didn't make the whiskey but is now involved in, in the end product of the whiskey. Brad Paisley, from what I've heard is that Brad Paisley... Hyper-involved. Is I need you to take this sandal and I need you to actually kill that bee. Oh, yes. Let's see it that's live. That's a big one. I think that's a queen, and it is looking for something. Just smack it. Is it a murder hornet? Can we get a camera on that? Is there? Oh. You, do you got a uh, close-up? Uh, no, I could. But dude, the bee was honestly like that big. <laughs> like, it was a big bee. Gee, that, the boy or girl bee is no longer I, alive. You know what? We don't like bees. June bugs live free. Um, bee, though, die. But honestly, how that... <laughs> I, I think it's interesting. What the hell was I talking <laughs> I have no recollection abilities. No. And this bee has now ruined it. Um... I do think so. Brad Paisley was um, involved in like barrel selection process. Right? Yeah, he was actually tasting and helping blend and being a part of what went into his whiskey. Which what, blending is distilling is is like this whole science and this whole art and this whole thing, right? Okay. Distilling is uh, one part of it, and it's hyper regulated. You can do a lot of different things depending on how you run a still. De- um, I think blending is witchcraft. Okay. Um, <laughs> blending is the other part. Yeah. If, if you want to call it halves and halves or whatever, you yep. like tails and heads and tails. Well, the blending aspect or the barrel selection aspect is the other half or the other the, the tail, the coin, right? Um, I think somebody being involved in those processes, it's like people doing single barrel picks, right? Everybody does barrel picks. 
People love barrel picks. Barrel picks can offer you a different experience under the same label. And realistically, whiskey and cigar people just want new experiences, right? That's what people long for. That's why people collect things. That's why people get different cigars. That's why if you batch if you batch any cigar and then there's a batch two of it, people want to try batch two to see yeah. if it tastes like batch one, right? So um, I, I think that the barrel selection process, the blending process, I don't have a problem with it. Mm. Um, there's a lot of great non-distilling producers out there, Smoke Wagon being one of them. Um, the old Carter's being one of them. Carter's are monsters at blending. Yeah, I, there's a lot of great. Nancy Fraley's an incredible blender. Dixon Deadman's incredible. I there's some of these like really big names in the industry. They don't distill. No. They blend whiskey. But they make a great product. Yeah. And at the end of the day, don't care. I, yeah. I it all comes down to what is in that bottle, and how much I like drinking it. Yep. All right. Now, uh, we're gonna. I was gonna do a segment on whiskeys to avoid, but I'm pretty sure. That in the Ask Dojo segment, Jordan, there's a question that'll handle that for us well, already. Real quick, do you think yes. we could do another audience uh, question type of deal? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I have the I'm, Ask Dojo's next, but do you have well, one? Well, this that, was off the cuff. A live one. You got uh, a live one? Somebody just wanted you guys to rattle off five great bourbons under $50. Ah, okay. Rattle. Okay, Depend- okay this is going to be hard. You got to rattle. You got to rattle. You got to rattle, Dan. Rattle? I'm going to go. We're going to go back and forth then. Okay, Buffalo Trace. Lost Monarch from Redwood Empire. Oh, what? Wait, 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 wait. What? I don't even yeah, know that one. I was going to say, I don't Corey know. Corey Fox but... Incredible Whiskey is distributed to most of the states now. Just nobody's ever heard of it. Wow. Under 50? Say it again. This is so tough. Dan, oh, Dan, you already failed? Yeah. Dan, say yours again one more time. Lost Monarch from Redwood Empire. They're out of California. It's a blue. They have, like, these oh. incredible hipster labels. Okay. Oh, they're labels gorgeous, yeah. are some of the best labels in the whiskey yeah. industry. All right. Um, but it's the blue one. Uh, 1792 great. Small Batch. That's oh, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That's I've had that. I've had that one. Yeah. Honestly, if we're if we're being completely honest, Go Old Forester Hundred Proof. Yes. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Dan. Finally. God, that's a great pick. <laughs> By the way, I have a whole handle of that sitting right over there. I yes, love. Yes. I, it's incredible. I love that bourbon. You okay. never feel bad for drinking it either because you can get another one. You guys, um, you guys got one more. Yep. I'm trying to think. One more under fifty. Yeah. What about uh, Wild Turkey 101? Wow, oh. What am I doing with my life? What about what about that? <laughs> um, so, I, I'm, does that have a blue uh, metal cap on the top of it? Oh, yes. Is it a black <laughs> screw cap? You're gonna get mm. shot. So Sazerac. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> early times, Bottle Bond used to be my favorite <clears throat> okay. cheap whiskey to ever exist. Twenty-five dollars for a liter, um, and it was super good. You could give it people that like are getting into bourbon and they'll like it. People that are already into bourbon love it. Um, and then when it changed, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll see what happens. I called it, by the way. Dan was right. I did call it's it. It's awful. Um, <laughs> we blind. We did a, a triangle blind because we used to do like A and B comparisons and someone was like, no, you've got to do a triangle. Like I called the one's got to be line. different. Yeah, one's got to be different and two have to be the same. And we both just went through and smelled all three glens that we had them and, and we go, well, that's pretty obvious. Um, it, it's Jeez. so much sharper and youthier, and mm. I hate it because they took my favorite thing and ruined it. But if you if you never had the favorite one, do you think it would still be bad? It'd be fine. It wouldn't be bad. It's not as good. It wouldn't be bad. Yep. But it, it's it, not what I loved. It wouldn't be like this legend. Yeah. Though. Okay. It, it, yeah. 
Fair Those enough. Kind of on with the, the plastic cap is legendary. Do you see how many bugs are in there? Oh, yeah, buddy. Oh, there. Uh, I'm up to about a dozen at this point. <laughs> you got You got to get your protein for the week. All right, I don't. I don't want to keep you guys too long because you're getting eaten by no, bugs. No, no, it's fine. The, a breeze has been coming in and really the knocking them hit. down. You know, the crickets. They came in a wave. If you guys so lived in a snow, a region where it snowed in June like us, yeah, you wouldn't right. have to deal with bugs. <laughs> That's so, wild. Yeah, you guys in Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, shit. let's get wild. to our Ask Dojo section, Jordan. We've got some questions uh, that I. Uh, curated throughout the week because everybody everybody knew that you guys are going to be on the show. So let's get to the very first one. This first one comes from Mike Griffin. Uh, what would you say is the most? Here's why I didn't ask that earlier. Bad the question oh. about bad bourbon. What would you say is the most underrated bourbon on the market today? And what would you say is the most overrated bourbon on the market today? Underrated. Okay, let me think real quick. I think you already said the most underrated one on the whole market. What do you say? Seventeen ninety two small batch. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I was thinking that. Seventeen ninety two small batch. I think bats up. Oh yeah, I mean it's like thirty five dollars, thirty ish, depending yeah. on where you're at. Um, and I guarantee we'll win some blinds of sixty dollar bottles easy. 100%. Really? Just bring wow. out a bottle it's safe there. There's, I can cork this. There's no bugs in here. That's fair. I, I held my hand over there, and I think they all just fell in there. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw this. This is. This is now the safest product on the well, deck. But like, look up. A lot, a lot of the bugs are now gone. I think it started to rain, and they all just were like looking for shelter, and now they're back into the wild again. But okay, I got another good, most underrated one. Okay. It is. Um, uh, Do you? It's, uh, it's rare. <laughs> well, it's, it's not underrated. Rare breed. Mm. Rare breed would be another good one. Wild turkey rare breed right now. Yeah. Sean and I just bought a new batch of it. It's, Amazing. It's, Fifty dollars. Best whiskey I've had this year. One hundred and sixteen proof. It's right in that wheelhouse. That's why Dan said uh, like a hundred to one hundred and sixteen because of rare breed. Yeah. Um. That is such a phenomenal bottle that they put out. It's ridiculous. It's incredible. All right. What about overrated? Holy shit. Uh. Man, there are people going in, and uh, unfortunately, Buffalo Trace is great at marketing. Uh, just super uh, like they make fantastic products too i'm I'm not gonna shortchange them on that but um like people go in and they see blanton's for 200 dollars and they buy it and they think they're getting a deal and it's just like it's not um i got another my my over (laughs) (laughs) my most overrated one right now is gotta be elmer t lee Really? Oh. Okay. Do you guys say the F word on here? <laughs> it depends well, what like, the F word is. <laughs> don't F yourself, dude. Uh, where's our? Oh, we don't have it on. The, it's on the stream deck one. Elmer T. Lee. Will you pitch that over there? Is incredible. Not okay. the glass. Keep the glass. Throw the whiskey though. Elmer T. Lee is incredible. No, nope, because I was at a store, and um, uh, a guy. He must have been a regular of the store. He came in and was like, talking to them. He was buying a couple of things, and he goes, "Hey, do you want an Elmer?" And I was like, boom, a neck just snapped. I was like, I want an Elmer. <laughs> um, so he pulled it up from behind the counter, set it down, and the guy goes, how much? He goes, 250 Oh, And the guy geez. was like, oh, okay, done. And I was like, oh, oh my God, that's a $40 bottle. Elmer's way more than that. $40. Dollars. I, yeah. Okay, that is the problem. But you, you kind of like, got to judge it by the MSRP, right? Like, yep. yeah. it's You have to judge it by both, yes. right? Because a little bit. Here's the thing. If you have enough money that you don't care about money anymore. Yeah. Then I could see you're like I got a deal because my only other option is four hundred bucks. Yeah. Right. And it is not a two hundred and fifty dollar bottle. It is. It's not. great. It is a great. Is the pro, if if it was sold at SRP, that is probably one of the best forty dollar bottles to ever. ever exist. Ever. It's amazing. Ever. One of our buddies was like, 
Um, that was my golfing whiskey. I used to take a fifth, I'd throw it in my bag, and that's what I took golfing because I liked it. It was cheap, um, and you know, I could find it. And now and Dan's talking of, about being that, $400. That was no. one of the whiskeys I got started on. I used to go to the store, and the guy the guy who, the cashier, checked. Uh, he was super into whiskey, and he turned me on to Elmer, and that's how I, one of the ways I got into bourbon was Elmer. That he was, was your like, sensei. One of my first loves. But, nice. Um, uh, most overrated whiskey. I didn't get that one out. I don't know. Maybe for me, it, it would. I would have used to say probably Booker's. Oh. Since all of the price hikes, and I've heard batches have, people seem to like batches less. Mm-hmm. Um, they still make they that. To, <laughs> yeah. They, they still make it. And they, it's a hundred dollars now in Michigan. Yeah. Mm. I, well, they they went up. I think it's back down to ninety because I think they hit a hundred. Watch sales go. And then brought her back down to 90. They're like, all right, cool. But, but I don't know how highly rated it became, right? Like That's a lot of people's, like, number ones. Hen- like, Henry McKenna was one of the most overrated whiskeys. Oh, yeah. Right? When it, it won the San Francisco Gold yep. uh, or Double Gold or whatever the word is. And then Quintuple Gold. After it won the gold, like, uh, it was allocated everywhere. And then there was, like, eight price hikes after that. Like, oh, that guy. It's a whole thing. I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look Alec, who it is. Alec Bradley action. It's, uh, I don't know if Jordan, it's Alec what, or Bradley. What's your guess? Is that Alec or is it I'm Bradley? thinking it's Alec. Oh, it's definitely Alec. I got a good guess. Judging by that they apparently know about uh, bourbon. Bradley's probably watching <laughs> hockey right now, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> That's <laughs> Alan, actually. <laughs> if it's Bradley, it's the one who actually knows how to make good cigars. Oh, you know what I mean? look what he's doing. Poking <laughs> <laughs> bears on this one. Uh, I texted Alec right before the show. So. All right, let's go to the next question. Uh, this one comes from Jason Jewart, and uh, he wants to know, for the the more advanced uh, bourbon drinker, I am, I'm assuming he considers himself that, uh, what are some flavor profiles that you guys like to play around with that are less common? You know, like we always talk about, okay, oh, like that one's easy. butterscotch, easy. cinnamon, like those types of things. Like what are some other uh, flavor notes or, or items? You talked about oily earlier. What are some th- other things that you look for that maybe aren't as common? I can say Dan's. Oh, yeah. I know Dan's. I just, but I just came into this. It is a little bit of, there's like, it goes back to that like woody thing. There's like a little bit of youthy note that I'll get on certain things that are like four years or younger. Four to six years. Yeah, in that range that it comes mm-hmm. off as like a little woody. It's not like an aged oak, and Dan's really started to like it. Okay, there's two things. So Sean and I agree on a realistically lot almost everything mm-hmm. when it comes to whiskey. We like the same stuff. The other day we were tasting through a lot of different things at one time and Sean was writing notes down and I was writing notes down, but we were kind of going through them quick. So like really like barely writing, like we'd write like three words. Six words. words, Yeah, yeah. maybe. Right. And then Sean's like, I'm interested to see what you say on this one. And then I like went through my stuff and I wrote it down and I'm like, I wrote vanilla sweet cream and Sean's like, no, no way. Mm -hmm. And then he points his book and he wrote vanilla cream cream. Yep. And then, so there, like we agree, we got to this point. Thank probably thankfully where we agree on a lot of stuff. The things we don't agree on are I like hyper toasted double oak product, bourbon yep. specifically. Sean likes them far less than I do. The other thing I like that you don't love is I like like a hint of like a youthful note. Mm-hmm. That like these like like Sean mentioned, the four to six year blue run, some of Blue Run's younger products have this note that I'm like madly in love with. Yep. I think it adds like a nice complexity to it. And Sean's For a lot of people it could be uh, almost bready. Yeah. Um, some people will, will pick it up that way. Um, it, it's very standout note for me as like raw wood. I, I don't 
I don't know why he likes it. It's not good, but um, he loves it. <laughs> I love it. For me, I like floral stuff a lot. Which is not good whiskey. Come find out. Dan hates it. Yeah. Um, a lot of weeders people look as like floral. Makers. Um, yep. Makers would be like the uh, super big decisive one for Antique us. Antique 107. Yep. <clears throat> um, some of the old Heaven Hill stuff had that like almost floral. It's grassy. But that's good. Though. Mm-hmm. But we that's, like you that. like that. We both like that. Yeah. yeah. Now, interesting. Or put like a huge price tag on it. I like it. Sorry, in- interestingly enough, Jordan, <laughs> yeah. is uh, that's another thing that kind of mimics the cigar world. Like yep. there's some really interesting cigars. In fact, we came out with a Caldwell cigar, Far Eastern Standard, that was mm. meant to be smoked young like that that was part of the experience was that the tobacco was a little younger and it had a little bit more oomph to it a little bit more uh stuff that you that grassy note that maybe you wouldn't have normally or a lot of the barrel aged cigars uh mm-hmm. you can pick up more yeah. of the of the notes of the bourbon and the oak and the or if it's a beer aged right. one you know that kind of stuff right i'd rather have do, it young do you guys have notes that you guys really like either both enjoy or all three of you guys enjoy or like it's super individual that one of you likes a certain like flavor in a cigar and the others hate. So I'm I'm a big salty guy. Like I in my cigars, I want to taste the salt on my tongue from the tobacco. So I tend to like like Corojo wrapped cigars a lot. I'm, I'm really really into that. If it has that salty note on my tongue, like I'm a sucker for that. Like almost almost instantly that that instantly makes me like it. I don't know what Jordan. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I'm kind of uh, same way, but. Uh, like the the sort of Cuban-esque musky kind of flavors. I okay, don't, okay. I'm not a big, I, I like like, it's weird, I, I I like a botanical kind of a Davidoff flavors that they have, but I'm not big on like the perfume. It can go into, if you get a cigar that goes into the perfume range, I'm not big on that. And they're very, yeah. those are very similar notes, but one kind of mm-hmm. off-putting and the other is, uh, you know, attractive flavor. What about you, Scotty? Oh, see, my big one is there's some that you catch every now and then that you get this wonderful, almost like blackberry, raspberry, not so much the sweetness, but just that aftertaste, just that little bit of that on the finish, on the retrohale, you catch it, you're like, ooh, oh yeah, that's nice, I like that, that's something different. You don't catch it very often, but when I do, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to have to get a box of those, because those are my jam. All right, let's go to our third question, there's uh, two more. Or actually, this is uh, there's four total. All right, boys. This one comes from uh, Cigar Social Podcast. By the way, <laughs> by the way, Cigar Social Podcast. I gotta say, that's pretty clever of you to put like a a advertisement into your username, like the Cigar <laughs> yeah, Social like Podcast. Like uh, this, it's just almost like an unabashed advertisement yeah. for your own product. Uh, he wants to know: Is a hot dog a sandwich? And as a follow up, would that mean a cereal is considered soup? What's funny is we just talked about this, what, like three weeks we ago? We just talked about this. We had this argument. Yeah. This is a debate. Yeah. Because a taco has to be in this conversation, too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And right. I, <laughs> cereal is not a soup. I will don't go. I will die on the hill. It's cold soup. It is not. It's cold soup. Cereal is too, too <laughs> no. damn delicious to be a soup. Cereal is more of a, a too delicious. Cereal is more of a stew than a soup because a stew is all about the the, the meats and the the actual stuff that you're eating oh. in the thing. Whereas a soup. True. A soup is about the the liquids. Wait, so is a stew not a soup? A stew a stew is about the steak, and the cereal is about you know the. Okay, I'm all about the marshmallows. The yeah. grains. Hot take. Yeah. I heard that one. Yeah. And a hot dog is not a sandwich. I'm sorry. They get their own yeah. lane. Oh. As a sandwich. No. It's it, a piece of meat. 
Two pieces nope. of bread. No, you're wrong. It is a hot dog. They're <laughs> unique. It's like a brat. Same thing. They're in the same Whoa. family as a hot dog. 100%. Don't anything on a hot dog bun. Sausage sandwich. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I, I, I think, I mean, I I gotta say, like, in, in the raw definitions of these things, you'd yeah. think cereal is a soup and a... Hot dog is a sandwich, just like a hamburger is a type of sandwich. Listen, if we can have three twos, there's three different versions of a two, okay? English sucks. We don't describe anything well. So at, when you're saying things at a base form, it it should be a sandwich. But it's just not. Here's the, here's the thing with the cereal soup conversation. <laughs> there, there's no... there. If um, Let's say we all live in a world where we agree for a moment that cereal's not a soup. Just for a moment, mm. hypothetically. Mm. There's name another sweet soup right now, with sugar in it. Well, I there mean, ain't one. Okay. So it's not. You okay. I mean? It's already it's immediately defined by the sugar content. I like it. I mean, you can have sad cereal. Like I've got sad <laughs> healthy cereal in there. And then no no soup. sugar. That's okay. That's old people soup. Yep. Now I add I had some fruit to it to make it better. Uh, you're talking to like a cereal expert, Jordan. Well, he literally is, has a spreadsheet. Is it like one of those things oh. like all that, all turtles or are all tortoises or turtles? Um, not all turtles. Oh. Or the other way around. Yeah. All all whiskey and all whiskey. Right. All lions are cats, but not all cats right. are lions. Yep. That's pretty I've good. I've never heard that That's one. Fair, that might be the exception to my rule. Yeah. Tim Cat is a lion, though. That's pretty it's good. Not, she she was, I took her out. I'm gonna let everyone Sean know. Has weird. A cat that's three pounds. It's not a lion. Oh, she's like seven or eight. I put her in a little harness because she always wants out. Because we we have a, a nice little fire pit area that we come out to. So she sits at the door and just meows. So I've got a, 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 a harness from when Knox was a baby. Put it on her, threw it in the grass. She goes, "It's pretty nice." Just <laughs> <around> the yard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I she did not like going out the door. She acts every right. time I leave the door open. She's like, "Maybe I want out," and she'll take like two steps on the deck. I'm like, "You get back inside." Threw the harness on her, put her in the grass, and she's like, "This is awesome." Okay. I used to have a cat that got that always tried to escape our home for three steps. Right. Yep. One time it did escape the home and it literally attached itself to a tree. <laughs> like it was like we had to cut the tree down to get the cat off of the side of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Last uh, last audience question comes from Tanner Cole. By the way, Tanner, I spent 15 minutes reformulating this question, Jordan, because Tanner, you first of all, you got to put a question Grammar. mark. You got to push. <laughs> you got to put a question mark at the end and. Formulate the question so that I could read it. All right, uh, throw it up there, Jordan. Hey, does it need a question mark if you know it's a question? Eh, maybe not. But uh, mm -hmm. Tanner wants to know, when smoking a cigar, if you don't have bourbon or whiskey, what would be your next go-to drink pairing? Easy. Beer. I'm, I'm about to sound so much smarter than Sean, and I'm going to love it. Mm -hmm. Run. <laughs> I know why. Go ahead. Because. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> because rum is what people drink in the place south that of us. That they're grown? Yes. Yeah. Where they make That's fair. I, I usually like a, a, a stout, like Wait. a nice, dark, heavy beer. Okay, hold mm -hmm. on. I don't actually, clearly, obviously, I don't really know a lot about what I'm talking about. So <laughs> you guys know a lot about cigars. Yeah. Thoughts on rum pairings? Rum is a great pairing. It's a little sweet. Uh, too sweet. It's a little too sweet, but it's still a good pairing. Like when you're in Nicaragua, Right, sure. and you're hanging out um, at the Drew Estate compound or your Camacho in Honduras or whatever. There is nothing better than having a glass of rum with a cigar. Oh. But when I'm here in Colorado, yeah. I, I, 
I tend to think it's just a little too sweet. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is is when I when I get out of the um, the experiential part of cigars sure. and I'm just being trying to be as objective as possible. I think rum's a tad sweet. Jordan, what's your thought on that? Rum, rum's like almost every other spirit for me. Like like tequila. If, I'm, if you're gonna drink a tequila, it has to be like really really nice. Like it's yeah. not 100. It's not even drinkable unless it's a hundred dollars. And it has to be. Okay, Don Julio, 1942. No, 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 hold on. Go ahead. <laughs> have you had? Because you might enjoy it. Have you had four square rum that was finished oh. in next bourbon barrels? That's like mm. barrel proof. Yeah. No. No. Sounds great. It's Sixty to seventy dollars. The it's, it's incredible. The one that we have and I always keep drinking it is the four square 2007. Yeah, I think um, that, I think it's the 2007. I didn't want to say because I don't remember. I, I don't know the they releases the of yeah. Barrels. They do an annual bourbon barrel. Fantastic release. though. It's barrel proof mm. rum. It's not. Doesn't have a bunch of added sugar. Foursquare makes really good rum, come mm-hmm. to find out. But um, they do these finished in bourbon barrels rums, and they're all barrel proof, and they're incredible. They're like 60 to 80, depending on where you're at in the country. But they're like incredible with the cigar. The ex bourbon barrel finish is really nice. Um, and like a lo- the problem with the problem with some rums is like there's a ton of sugar in the rum, right? Right. And so I get the hyper sweet aspects of it. If you find a real rum that doesn't have all that, uh, like, added sugar, because it's yeah. made from molasses and sugar cane and stuff, yeah. but if you find rum that doesn't have added, it, sometimes it's really... surprised you know that. Um, what are you guys to go to? Now, <laughs> now, last year, boys, we we did a, uh, a Mezcal summer. So we explored oh, the we explored no, the entire me- Mezcal portfolio. It was and we found, miserable. It's better. No, it's, it's better than you think. Miserable. That is not true. not a good time. I, that, I, I will do tequila. I'm, I'm okay. I'm good. Mezcal, you lost me. I'll take out. the Mezcal over the, over the tequila now. I've, I've been switched what? over. Yeah. That's really? Cool. Here's the thing. Well, you got to find the funkiest. Yeah, it's funky. No. Like what, yeah, That's I'm, what sold yeah. me. Was Originally, I thought of it as like like diesel like smoky diesel garage kind of a flavor yep you're but right then once you get into like finding the uh funky belgiany kind of like you'd find in a belgian beer but in the mezcal that well, that's hey, we beer, so where that, that story checks I'm <laughs> yeah. we we had a, a mezcal once we have a, a local shop owner around us that is really really big in the mezcal and he goes i need you guys to try this and he puts it in a glen and I was like, oh, my, what is that? <laughs> and he goes, it's Mezcal. He goes, it's the worst Mezcal I've ever smelled <laughs> and had. He's like, but I needed to own a bottle. Um, me and Dan had it separately. I told him it, it felt like you took vodka and went to the top of a Mexican village, poured it on top of the street, <laughs> let it filter through the entire street. Dude, that sounds the amazing. The complexity. Oh, no. <laughs> That's complex. I, told him, I was like, it was vomit. Donkey shit and hay. Mm. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. They like catching the, the beans. Yeah. He gave it to me. And he put it in And I'm like, dude, I swear to God, they just fed this to a donkey and waited until the donkey went to eat. And they bottled it right there on the spot. It's, it's bad. so gross. He loved it. What do you guys uh, think about, we were talking about earlier, the way you, with cigars, you go for the ultra-strong Maduros right off the bat, and you, you work your way back. Same thing with the bourbons. You go uh, super high-proof, and you work your way back. Is there a correlation between bourbon and scotch where you would go for these full-power bourbons and pull your way back into scotch, or is there enough room in the, bel- in the bourbon scene to pull your way back into just stick- sticking with bourbon? Or is scotch the ultimate? You pull your way back, and now you finally appreciate scotch. 
that no, I think it's both. Yeah, me. I don't know I, what that I, was. Sean, <laughs> so, I think it's both because there's a complaint about like the laws around bourbon and how restricted it is. So that it means is, yeah, it's, that, it's very single filed because of what you can do with bourbon. You're, you're, you're handcuffed on a lot of flavor profiles, basically, because of the, the laws of bourbon. I think the the problem is. I guess the, Scotch, the, there are no rules. The you just laws, do what you want. The laws of bourbon are insane. No. I mean, the laws of bourbon, the restrictions on bourbon, I, uh, we, it's basically kind of still prohibition, right? So <laughs> in some places in this country. So, but the crazy part to me is Scotch can do all these cool things. And, and Sean and I do enjoy Scotch a lot. Mm-hmm. High proof Scotch. The problem with Scotch is like a lot of the normal Scotches you would find. Let's If you're just a bourbon drinker and you go to the store, and then you buy a scotch, it's probably between 80 and 90 proof, almost all. Like, and you're probably going to hate it. And, and it's probably super malty, and it's probably, like, not really Because it is so uh, different than bourbon. It is. But when you start finding barrel-proof scotches, and then mm-hmm. you—I didn't think I liked Speysides at all, and I didn't think I liked Highlands at all. I thought I only liked Wrong. Isla. Yep. And then you have, like, this really punchy, fruity— incredible space side that's not super malty yeah and you're like whoa, whoa hold on or a if, nice spicy highland or something yeah it's like if this exists and i just didn't know about it right mm-hmm. it's kind of like when you got into bourbon and you had like the first time sean and i had wild turkey 101 in college <laughs> and we're like that is literal fire yeah dude like i'm i need heart i need tums but then when you find like i have elmer and i'm in love with elmer come to find out and it's like Oh, wait, so now all whiskey's the same. Now we love Wild Turkey 101. Yeah. But it, it shows, like, listen, your palate acclimates, you right, acclimate right. used to certain things, right? I don't think scotch is the end-all, be all. I think scotch is super interesting and worth exploring and really incredibly good. We do work with Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. Uh, if anyone is thinking about trying to get into scotch, that is the way to go. If you're coming from the camp of bourbon, and what they do is they pretty much do single-barrel scotches, and they're all cast strength. So if you want something that's going to be more bourbon, you know, punchy, punchy in the face, flavor. a lot of flavor, that's the way to go. We have bought so many of, of their bottles just because of being introduced to them and in really, really enjoying it. Um, <laughs> so the problem is we work with them, and then that one of the th- one of the perks was we got a membership, yeah. right? And then the problem was I spent so much money on their website. Yep. Like, why am I buying all this whiskey? And now I have like literally a whole shelf oh, yeah. of this scotch that I bought because it's all barrel proof. You think 50 incredible. bottles at the it's hut now? So many bottles yeah. of scotch. I, it, it became a whole new problem, but I do. <laughs> I still buy bourbon, like plenty. Yeah. Um, and I still drink bourbon mostly, honestly, but I really do like scotch like a lot. So. All right, boys, I'm going to wrap up the show here and I'm going to let you guys pick the winner of this uh, week's Dojo Delivers contest uh this nice 10 pack uh we had about i don't know 300 entries or so i picked six i picked six that were i thought were funny and i'm a sucker for really horrible photoshop so uh uh let's let's get into these right now i'll just go through the six and you and then you two can uh confer and decide which one should get the uh get the 10 pack all right jordan let's uh let's bring up the first one all right this comes from (laughs) john connor's uh God, look at that's actually probably better Photoshop. That's fantastic. That's in the house. That, yeah. That's probably better Photoshop than I'm used to. It's actually it's <laughs> actually pretty good. pretty good. Like that I'm standing there and I'm cut out. You're holding bags. And I'm actually cut out appropriately. Uh, so that one's it's pretty good. Thank you, John. All right, next one. Uh, Dojo delivers. Uh, there we go. 
Solid. Here's the thing. I'm super hungry, so this person <laughs> already kind of has an advantage. Dogino's pizza. Uh, there we I go. Can literally kill at least two of those pizzas right now. Uh, just Rob, thank you very much. All right, next one, Jordan. There we go. <laughs> it's got uh, me and Jordan. You're not Matt. reading these oh, descriptions? So uh, if you're feeling blue and need to laugh, just uh, want to hang out, have a smoke, the dojo delivers every time. Wherever you find the herf, you'll find us. Pretty good. Thank you, Steve Walker. All right, next oh, one. So and then now this one. <laughs> look at, look at, that's what we're used to. Huh? Look at the size of my head. Internet. You look real smart. It's literally, it's ridiculous. It's actually blended. Like I like how the neck is actually blended into the V. Yes. But then the, the, yes. the top of his neck out. is yeah. literally sticking over his shoulder. Right. <laughs> it's like I have some sort of weird health issue. I love you know, that. The best part is before we move on. That's really a goiter. That didn't start as a good picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a 480 uh, picture you started with. Like a 4K <laughs> image slapped on the top. Yeah. All right. Next one, Jordan. What do we got? Oops, sorry. Oh, sorry. Same one. There we go. Okay. This one's from uh, Donald S. Dojo Delivered. It's a solid, beautiful day in the dojo hood. I don't get that's this solid. one, but uh, you're, you're, too, so. you're too young, Jordan. Yeah. You never watched You never watched Mr. Rogers. But Hold oh. on. Jordan. He's, so he doesn't know Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I, know. I didn't know it either. Yeah, he's too young. Well, I don't see I don't Mr. Know. Rogers in this photo. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, because he's covered up. But if you knew Mr. Rogers, he'd be in there. All right, Nick, what's the last no, one? It is the tag. All right. Okay. <laughs> Dojo delivers. Uh, oh, Cigar okay. Dojo adds another collaboration to the family. That's really solid. Now, I, I like the fact that I'm smoking a cigar delivering the baby. <laughs> You know, like, oh, and the expression in your face. You look like you're doing a good job. I, I look, I look, it, I look like I'm trying to get out of there yeah, as quickly yeah. as possible. I'm like, I'm like, all right, come on, deliver like, that baby. The head just needs to be tilted just a no, little bit. He's yeah. A little yeah. In this picture. Yeah. You know what I mean? He looks like he's having a good time. <laughs> have you delivered a baby before? Nah, no, I have not. Okay. It looks like you got photo evidence that you have. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. All right, so I'm gonna let you guys pick. Uh, you, if you need us to go through them real quick, let me let me know. We'll. Uh, okay, hold on. I'm between the the delivery. And the the three amigos. Okay, I'm between. So the only one we agree on then is Dude. the delivery. Oh, okay, yeah. that is the three amigos. Bring no, that back I, up. The three Look, amigos is good, but here's the that's thing. hilarious. What was the second one again? The pizza. The pizza. Yeah, I'm on the pizza. I'm hungry. You mm. are hungry. So here's the problem. We only agreed on one. It's got to be delivery. It it's got to be the delivery. delivery then. I think I, that's fantastic. I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's unanimous. I would I would oh, go with that one. This delivery or the, the that one. This delivery. Yeah, this delivery. Oh, the baby delivery. Oh jeez, you guys didn't oh. you guys didn't agree on anything. You're going for that one? I mean, dude, he drove a car into a house. <laughs> All right, I'm going to that one. That, that's pretty good. That's a solid edit. He has got his own truck, man. <laughs> Last second. Wow. That overall, best one, hands this down. One, I feel like but, like, the, the most work. work yeah. Someone actually put the time put in. in. The I, I, I agree with Dan. Because someone sat down for an hour, that's going to take me four. Um, <laughs> Wow, this is my favorite one overall. <laughs> I like it. I like it. John Connor stole victory right at the at the last, last second. Second. Oh, oh man. Con Two deliveries Wait. though. Huh? How about that? Congratulations, that John Connors. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He won from oh, the yeah. future. That's not mm -hmm. a real person. He literally won from the future. Congratulations, John Connors. Hey, um, folks. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, we're back with Flavor Odyssey. Robbie and Randy. I will be uh, trying to find the very best pairing for a Davidoff anniversario. Jordan, what do you think that you would pair with a Davidoff anniversario? Oh, uh, I go off the top of my head like a, a Belgian uh, golden or something. I don't know. I think for me, right off the top of my head, I'd probably go with a mojito. 
I think that sounds like an amazing Ooh, pairing. That sounds oh, better already. But we're going to find out what Robbie and Randy think. They're the experts on cigar pairings, so we'll find out. Uh, a week from tonight, uh, guess who will be in studio? None other than Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars. He's going to fly in just to do the show. Remember, guys, next Sunday, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, that's May 29th, that's Cigar Barbecue. So from wherever you are, just barbecue all day, smoke cigars, have drinks, post on the dojo verse. Um, what, what's the hashtag, Jordan? Do you remember? It's Cigar it's Cigar Barbecue 2022. I think so. Cigar Barbecue 2022. <laughs> if you do that, you can win amazing prizes from Drew Estate. The grand prize is a Yeti cooler painted by the Subculture Studio guys. It's all Nika Rustica painted out. It's amazing Yeti cooler. It's probably worth like, I don't know, $10 million. Is that right, Jordan? $10 yeah, million? Dollars? Yeah. So Cigar Barbecue is not this Sunday, but next Sunday. So from wherever you are, it's our 11th annual Cigar Barbecue. Wherever you are, just barbecue food, have a great time, uh, post on the Dojoverse, and you could be a winner. In fact, I think the second prize, Jordan, is a 25th anniversary Drew Estate humidor. Jeez. So um, it's going to be an amazing day. We're going to have fun like we always do. I think Matt is going to be doing some... Uh, you just smoke stuff all day. You smoke food, you smoke cigars. It's a win-win situation you for drink, everybody. You smoky, drink some smoky mezcal. Exactly. Just whatever, anything that's smoke-related you do that day. Hey, guys, where can folks find uh, the Bourbon Junkies? Talk about your channels. Where can people find you? How can they watch your show? You can go to, you know, if you choose to watch it, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you watch it and enjoy it, I'm happy you're there. Yeah, uh, leave a comment. I'll read it. YouTube.com slash bourbon junkies or Instagram.com slash bourbon junkies or Patreon.com slash bourbon junkies or what else? We I think got? that's about it. No, we got, there's definitely something else. Bourbonjunk.com. There's a Facebook one. There's bourbonjunk.com is our website. Yep, bourbon you junkies know, on Facebook. We're having a meetup in August and cigars are allowed there. So yep. Come smoke cigars Alec will be there. Whiskey. Alec will not be there. No, Alec will be there. But no, no, people, we'll get him there. People from Alec Bradley <laughs> will definitely be there. Um, But yeah, so we're having a meetup in August. Other than that, we're hanging out, chilling on YouTube for the most part. Nice. Um, and come hang out. We have uh, live streams every Tuesday, publish videos Monday, Thursday, Friday. It's a good time. But mm -hmm. we appreciate you having us on for real. Yeah, this was a blast. We're repeat visitors, and uh, we appreciate the re-invite. And, uh, yeah, it, this is a great time. This is awesome. Okay, before we go, yes. I want to know, what, what do you guys normally pair a cigar with? Normally? Bourbon. Bourbon. Yeah. 100%. I mean, okay. we're 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 in the studio uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Typically, we pair cigars with bourbon. Uh, we are bourbon fanatics. Uh, Old Forester One Hundred is a uh, is a uh, what would you call that, Jordan? A Keystone. That's a staple. It's a staple. It's a staple. Yep. That was what That's I was. That's the right word. Yep. I was trying to think. Got it. I will. Okay, hold on. Yes. Because this is a callback to the very beginning of the episode because the Otter Pop thing's bullshit. <laughs> well, you got to look up my recipe. Wait, hold on, hold on. Can you, wait, right. Before you make fun of the Otter Pop, Otter Pop thing, Jordan, tell tell Dan the story so he well, knows what you're talking about. I, I'm very intrigued. I on concocted this. the white trash old fashioned uh, out of necessity because I, you know, it's one of these days. I I was in a hot summer. I was looking for something to drink. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're just like going through the cabinets over and over until something will just magically appear. All of a sudden, <laughs> I opened the fridge, Otter Pops in the, in the freezer, and it all clicked. The ice is the Otter Pop. The sugar is the oh. Otter Pop. The orange is the Otter Pop. The cherry is the Otter Pop. You just <laughs> mix, put all those in your bourbon with a little <laughs> splash of bitters, 
You made it old fashioned. Whoa. All the ingredients. I'm way more on board. Now. Dan's gonna go home and do this for <laughs> sure. Here's the thing. I was gonna pitch, and now that your idea is way better, but I did. Shocker. I did successfully execute mine recently. Tuesday. I'm very intrigued on this. Tuesday oh, night. did you do the 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 cake? Guys, you didn't talk about? I swear to God, if you go a vanilla like a yellow cake, right? Mmm. With a vanilla frosting. And, and, and if we're talking, like, if, if this is a whiskey glass and there was... That is a whiskey just glass. A whiskey. Like, <laughs> if you dumped it out, you wouldn't want to dump it on your lap. There's just a little bit in there. And you just take a little forkful and you just throw it in the glass. He wasn't using it. a fork. Let's not paint it like yeah, you were using... using my yeah. It's my birthday. It's, mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. What's that song? I'm like Barbie or whatever. Yeah. Right? It's my birthday and I'll do what I want. To. I swear to God, birthday cake? Vanilla birthday. I haven't tried any other cakes. So I'd like to exclude other cakes. <laughs> Vanilla birthday cake with mm. vanilla frosting in whiskey with just a nip of whiskey. Yep. It's one of the greatest things I've ever consumed in my entire life. Wow. Now, as an old-fashioned, I really like the Otter Pop idea a lot. I'm going to definitely 100%. I'm going to It's It's more so just clever than it is tasty. There, there, is, a, uh, there is an official <laughs> recipe on CigarDojo.com if you look it up. It actually has. <laughs> that, it, that's like a MacGyver. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Old-fashions are too much work. It's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah. It's a MacGyver style. I think the best. I think the best bourbon cocktail. I would have to say to me, is a mint julep. That's my favorite. No whiskey sour. Yeah, yeah, because you you make a good oh, whiskey wow. sour with. It's the same drink, but just one yeah. of them's a little thicker in texture. Yeah. <laughs> hey, which one egg. has the egg in it? The whiskey yeah. sour, That's baby. The whiskey sour, sour yeah. Disgusting. Oh, no. egg, should be, egg should be in every cocktail. No, egg. are you kidding? No, no. no egg. Dan tried to make a whiskey sour once. Egg is amazing. Four takes Guys, do you for like you to separate salmon? an egg. Do you like salmonella? Or what? <laughs> when you make it, it's bad. Dan literally reached his hand in to pull out the egg yolk and goes, "Hey, your bartender does this. Go and drink." I go, yeah, buddy. I don't think people are just like, "Ah, yeah, hit me up with that." Okay. Dirty hams. I like Manhattan's most. I'm going bourbon cocktail, old fashioned. Old fashioned. What do you guys yeah. think about uh, Boulevardiers? Never had one. <clears throat> what? What? That's a What's fancy that? word, buddy. Bull- Boulevard, yeah, we, we've had a, a flavor. How many on the, ingredients are in that? On the Flavor Odyssey, it's the most hated drink that we've ever done. It's, <laughs> it's a Negroni, basically, but it's a oh, okay. bourbon. So you yep. got you got the uh, Campari. My wife, my wife likes Negronis. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's very complex, very bitter. It is a bit bitter. So you got to be prepared. Kind of like IPAs, though. Like IPA bitter? Oh, bi- No, more, more like bitter, bitter. Like bitters. Like, like the Lord bitter? <laughs> Just, I like I like how we give a note for you. I'm just bitter, bitter. <laughs> you guys had Malort? No, no, I have not. Oh, you hey, you're coming on our show, and we're sending you guys Malort. All right, for sure. Ah, I like yeah, that. That's what we'll do. Oh, that uh, we'll we'll send you other stuff because Malort is actual trash. Um, <laughs> like that. That's the. I I'll preface this a little bit. So it is like the drink of chicago so if you go to chicago they give you free drinks of malort because they're like hey welcome to chicago yeah, Let, we're, we're gonna welcome you to the, the area it, <laughs> it was legal to sell during prohibition because of the fact that if anyone chose to drink mm. it they were pretty much self-sabotaging themselves it's so it's bad, so bad. <laughs> We'll have to continue that. We'll continue it on our. our oh, for sure. for sure. Oh, We're doing I, it. We gotta. We gotta definitely. 100%. Like, you know how like we hate mezcal. Yeah. Oh, Malort's way worse. I'd rather drink mezcal. <laughs> wow. Is that... that that mezcal that I was talking about that was like the farmy, just dirt water. I'd rather drink that than any mezcal, any or I'm sorry, Malort any. Wow, that's that's those are big. Those it's are fight. Bad. Those are fighting words. Right there. Well, let's just come up with a show full of all the 
most bitter drinks we can Oh god no. Uh, no. That the last time we had the uh the one with Compare the Campari and it was terrible. What was that? Wasn't that the the the, the <laughs> Boulevard? It might have been. <laughs> might have been. Might have been. Now that you mention it. Yeah, it might have been. All right, boys, uh, don't go away. Uh, I want to talk to you for just a brief second after the show. But, guys, here we are. It's Friday night. It's Smoke Night Live. It's Friday Night Herf. Get on the Dojaverse.com. Check into the cigar that you're smoking. Share what drink you're drinking. Hopefully it's bourbon because it's kind of a bourbon night with the bourbon junkies on the show. Yeah. If you want to do a little hashtag now playing what you're listening to, I always love to hear what you guys are listening to while you're smoking cigars. We'll do this all night long as we do every single Friday night on the Dojo. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next week. The Monte Cristo 1935 Nicaragua was one of the most highly rated cigars of the year. Expertly crafted by legendary blenders Rafael Nadal and A.J. Fernandez, this cigar was blended to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the Monte Cristo line. It is hand-rolled using all-age Nicaraguan tobaccos exclusively from A.J.'s farm. This bold cigar is bursting with rich notes of chocolate, leather, a dash of spice, and a smooth, creamy finish. Enjoy one of the finest cigars of the year right now at jrcigars.com. 